Hi everybody, my name ah, Hi everybody, my name is Casey Lee and this is me talking to people. Hello out there. Welcome to Casey Talks to People, the podcast where I talk to people. Um Every time I say the title of this podcast, I get a little bit of a laugh, and uh, so I think I'm doing something right there. Um, so this is episode three. I'm really excited. Uh, it's been quite the run that we've been having here. Uh, if you're listening to this right now, first of all, I'm very surprised. Second of all, it's pretty interesting to know that, you know, when you're kind of pulling back and seeing how the sausage is made, um, this is only day four four or so since I started recording the podcast and we're recording episode three already. Thanks to my guest today who last minute just said, yeah, let's do this. Let's, let's just make it happen. So the unfortunate reality of that though, is that I may be less prepared than I normally am, but whatever, we'll just, we'll just go through it and we'll see what happens. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the podcast so far. I've been super excited about everything that's been happening. I've been talking to a lot of guests in terms of booking them. I'm getting really excited about getting anybody on the podcast. It's been really cool. Um, you know, it's been a very fun project of mine. Um, and you know, I just, uh, yeah, this is what I'm talking about. I'm just so not prepared for this podcast right now. Um, but this is the second podcast that I'm doing in the exact same day. So uh, there's there's some kind of interesting stuff where if you listen to episode two, this is recorded the exact same day. I've been up since about, uh, I think I got up today at like 6 a.m. So it's been a long day. It's been a long week. Um, but here we are Friday evening with two guys who have nothing better to do than to talk to each other and listen to their the sultry sound of their own voices uh, as they um, as they record this. So without further ado, I want to introduce my guest here today or tonight, as it were. Um, this is a guy that I actually met um, maybe about a year ago or so. And he was working uh, for a company who I had gotten to know uh, through, you know, uh, through my business, basically. I got to know them. Great company, great group of people um, that were starting to see some growth around that time. And they brought on some people. And so this was the first time I was interacting with new people at this company. Um, And the first person I had to interact with was this guy. And so we actually went and produced a video for them, and I was working with this guy on this video, and the first thing I noticed about him, and I don't know if this is uh, weirdly offensive in a way, is that he was like one of the nicest guys I've ever met. And I, I, the reason I say why that might be weirdly offensive is because I don't know if it's cool to be the nice guy, you know? I, it's like... I'm always known as the nice guy or whatever. So anyways, I got to know him through there, Um, you know, kind of not really. We didn't really keep in touch, but I mean, a second project came up. So we got to know each other through that. Um, You know, we were in each other's LinkedIn or whatever. And then things changed a little bit in January. Um, So he had basically had a uh, some some new opportunities coming kind of coming up. Um, You know, he was uh, starting to uh, reduce his work at other places and he was kind of looking for his next challenge. And he was starting to get interested in video. And so he he talked to us and that's where I really got to know him. And, um, you know, I was very happy because now we have a really great working relationship and we're doing a lot of cool things together. Now, the best part about all this and what I think I want to focus on the most is I then discovered, I don't know, through him or through just randomness or what, but that he had a YouTube channel 
called No Pain, No Game, uh, which had been in production since at least September 17th, 2017, which is over a year ago. And they have released 150 videos, which is nuts. I uh, definitely want to talk to them about that. Um, so a lot of interesting stuff. Um, I started to realize the more we talked, we had a lot in common in terms of just our our pop culture interest. I, I literally just found out he, he was a fan of Adventure Time uh, and random humor and stuff like that. Um, so without further ado, I want to welcome Jason Connell. Hey, Casey. How's it going? I, I'm great. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> AKA Jason Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we have nicknames. It's actually funny. I don't want to go off on a, a tangent no, too much. No, tangent away. Okay, so it's a funny story behind the, the nickname. So um, when we started the show... I don't know if internet aliases are still cool. I mean, I, they were cool when we were kids, but I, they're as cool as being nice. <laughs> yeah, perhaps. Um, but like, I, I don't know. I like I look at some other kind of YouTubers and they don't really do aliases anymore. But yeah. um, my one of my kind of co-partners on the show um, really wanted to do the aliases. And so I said, OK, well, inevitably we're going to be calling each other by our, our own names like yeah, just yeah, by yeah. accident when you're, when you're recording yeah, yeah, yeah like it's gonna slip out so like let's choose a name that you know is is comprised of our actual name so it doesn't it's not weird sure, right sure sure so hence i became jason jiu-jitsu um our our referee who shane became shane with the pain and then my friend Anton, in his infinite wisdom, went with Dr. Tiger. Right. Well, this is the funny thing, right? Because I, okay, I, I have a confession. Because yeah. I, I didn't actually know, like, I mean, I've watched a couple of your videos. Sure. But I wouldn't call myself, you know, your, your guy's, like, most hardcore fan and Fair. know every detail about Fair. it. I was sitting in the parking lot before I came to record this. And I looked it up to make sure, oh, I got to get the, I got to get the co-host name because yeah. I don't know it. And I, I later find out that it's Anton. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, was the, I mean, was the decision to go with like uh, aliases? Was that a like a privacy thing or was that like a. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think for me, for him, maybe yes, because he's married. He has kids and he doesn't necessarily want that side of his life on the Internet, which, yes. you know, I totally get. Yeah, totally. Um, so I think that's where he was coming from. Um, but it was just so funny that we we're like i'm like okay like we have to do this <laughs> and i was like okay jason jitsu shame with the pain dr tiger and i was just like son of a <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly but uh, exactly. was it i mean was it for you a tough choice to come yeah. up with your alias because yeah. i think i you know it's funny i i go through two phases when it comes to like you know creative names something like that sure i i go through phases where i'm like okay i'm gonna try to pick something that's super clever super interesting whatever yeah. And then there are other times when I'm like, you know what? It might be cooler if it's simple, like like the name of this podcast. Yeah. Right. I was like, ah, Casey talks to people. This is this is what it's going to be. Right. <laughs> so was that a tough thing for you to come up with that name? Yeah. No. No. I mean, like, I would love to say that we like agonized over these names, but we uh, I didn't. Um, I don't I don't even think I chose it. I think it was either Shane or Anton who actually came up with it. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was a pretty it was a pretty simple thing. Um, we just kind of wanted to get going and. I was like, well, I mean, if it's comprised of my name, you're probably just going to call me Jason most of the time anyway. So even if it is kind of lame, yeah. like it's not going to be a big deal. So right. yeah, it was very spur of the moment. Right. So um, I, I definitely want to kind of dissect No Pain, No Game sure. at some point, but let's bring it back a little bit sure. because one of the things that is starting to resurface in my life right now is t is my, my fleeting interest <laughs> in video games yeah. because I... As a kid, I was all over that. Yeah. Like I was like, 
I was I was fortunate enough to have a lot of consoles. Yeah. Um, I, I definitely had a lot. Um, I was really obsessive about it. Um, reading EGM all the time. Yeah, I like classic. had stacks and stacks of EGMs. I remember like I got a first couple of EGMs, and then it got to the point where I was like getting them every month, and eventually I realized you know a subscription is way cheaper and i had them stacked on my desk and then next generation game yeah. pro all these magazines stacked totally um so i was super into it um and i and i think like a lot of us um you know life gets busy mm-hmm. and it's tough to kind of keep up with it sometimes and not totally. to mention and i want to talk a little bit about this but like where games are going is yeah. is very different from when I mean I'm we're roughly the same yeah age, yeah <laughs> yeah yeah um you know we 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 are definitely Genesis SNES era totally. stuff like that right um so I mean where where did where did it start for you actually yeah yeah so um it really started um with Atari actually I, really yeah, that far back yeah I thought it was Sega and then I I remembered that um it was actually Atari so when I was a kid um like as far back as I can remember, I was playing video games. And so my dad bought, I believe it was an Atari 2600. Um, and so used to play pitfall. Um, there was this cookie monster game. this like Sesame street game. I used to play. Do you remember having fun? Cause all I remember of those games, like, sorry, I shouldn't say all I remember of those games. Like recently with the resurgence of like, um, those games that you can, you know, you can buy them on Xbox. Yeah. 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 I just like think like, wow, these games have like nothing to them. Yeah. But did you remember like having fun with them or I, I, I really don't. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, the, the, I, like, I remember playing them and, and remember it being a thing I could do. Maybe I was just, I think perhaps maybe my interest was just because my dad was so amazed with it okay, because yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? For our parents, right? Like they were, well, I mean, I was probably like four or five. So my dad must've been, um, in his like mid twenties, early thirties. Which is crazy to think, right? Insane. Cause I'm thinking like, Oh, like you, you picture your dad like today. Yeah. I was like, why was he so into video games? Yeah. Twenties like, or thirties. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. Right. But like for him, he'd spend the better part of his life without video games. And now suddenly there's this new technology. Right. And so I think his excitement rubbed off on me. And so, yeah, I, I don't necessarily remember having fun. Yeah. Um, I think the first time I can remember having fun with with video games was actually at my cousin's house. So uh, my older cousin used to babysit my brother and I, um, and he had an original Nintendo. And yes. so we used to play, you know, Duck Hunt and original Mario Bros and the Legend of Zelda. Um, and that I, I, I remember vividly, like, you know, I'd get to my cousin's place and would just head to his basement so I could start playing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Like that was kind of, I can remember the first time I had, I really had fun. I wonder if like, I wonder if that, I mean, that's not, I mean, I didn't have a cousin that had it, but sure. we had neighbors that had the original Nintendo. Yeah. And it was definitely one of these things where like every time you go over and it was the basement too, yeah. <laughs> like, you go to the basement yeah. and start playing it. Right. So, um, you know, the Nintendo comes out, but like, do you feel like there was a, like you talked, you mentioned the Genesis. Sure. Was that like where really your your love of video games started? Like, yeah, I would say so because I, I think um, the Genesis was actually mine. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the Atari twenty six hundred was ultimately my dad's. Right. That he, you know he, we played together, and you know my, the Nintendo was my cousin, and I would get it. You know, maybe once a month or a couple times a month when he took care of us. Um, but the Genesis was like the first thing that was mine. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that I owned. That you know I picked out games for yeah. that I got to play. So yeah. 
that. I mean, that was that was huge for me. You know, Sonic the Hedgehog blew my mind as a kid. I played the the Jurassic Park game was huge yeah. for me too. That was the side scroller one. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, Echo the Dolphin, like all these kind of titles. Shining Force, which was kind of a tactical RPG. Yep. Um, I loved that game. Like I actually rented it every weekend for a summer. Like I probably could have bought the game for the amount of times <laughs> yeah, I rented yeah, yeah, exactly. it. But yeah, no, I think that was when like the kind of the fever struck. I would I would say. I mean, sorry, I I, yeah. I, I might have missed it, but did, is there a reason you ended up with the Genesis, say, versus Super Nintendo? Yeah, or? that's a you you would think that I would have stuck with a Super Nintendo. Um, I don't know what it was about the Sega Genesis. I can't even remember why I, I well, chose. Was it. it the blast processing? <laughs> Perhaps, yeah, or you know, maybe because Sega does what Nintendo don't. Yeah, but. yeah, 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 right, right, right. <laughs> but welcome um, to the next level. Yeah, we're just throwing out all, as many video game references as we can. Yeah, right now. yeah, yeah. You gotta wonder, eh? Like some kid explaining to their parents why they want to say Genesis. Yeah. Well, it's got blast processing. <laughs> well, what does that mean? The kid just stares at them blankly. Yeah, um, yeah. Marketing speak. Uh, that's um, the thing, though. But that's the yeah. thing about Genesis versus SNES, though. Yeah. Like, Genesis was always the kind of cool, edgy, yeah, marketing. Right? Yeah, totally. Versus Super Nintendo was kind of like you know, fun loving or whatever. Yeah, right? yeah. Well, Nintendo has always played it like family, right? So yeah, Sega definitely went on the court off the course on that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I really that's a really I've never thought about it until you asked me that why I chose the Sega Genesis. I because you recall. you chose it. I we did. Like, yeah, you told your dad I want the Genesis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me and my brother were both like, yeah, let's get the Genesis. So I don't know if we saw a blast processing now, commercial. Did you, now, or, did, did you later on then? Yeah, experience the SNES a I, lot. I or? did. Yeah. So um, I had some friends friends um, who lived down the street from me who had a super nintendo and i got it by proxy for them um but like it, my real like my own instance of owning sorry nintendo was i had a game boy yeah um, yeah, yeah yeah which was awesome and then my first nintendo console though was actually a nintendo 64 okay yeah this is this is the thing about it's so weird because i so i my my main console like that yeah. really got things going was the snes nice and it was, I mean, it was like so crazy because I remember, I don't know if you remember, but uh, SNES had like this rental thing where like before they launched the actual uh, uh, console like, yeah. for sale, they started like, like, like giving early units to all these rental shops. Oh, damn. So you could actually rent the Super Nintendo before you could actually buy it. Wow. Yeah, and I remember like, it, it's so cool. It came in this like, almost like a Pelican case, all foam padded. I, I do remember those, yeah. Yeah, and I was just like, I rented it so many times and it was like, it was such a thing and I, and I remember like, like the commercials on TV, like, yeah. you know, uh, like 65,000 colors and all this stuff and I, <laughs> and it was such a big part of it, uh, like, like my childhood. Um, but what's weird is that I I didn't go on to the N sixty four, which so many people did. Yeah, you know, and from different systems, and a lot of times, like I have I have a lot of friends who that was their first major system, mm-hmm. and they always talk about Goldeneye, and they talk about yeah, of course, you know, and and it's funny because like I I don't mind N sixty four, but I, there's something about it that I just never fully got into it, right? Sure. Like Mario sixty four has been quoted as like the best game of all time a lot. Yeah, right. I mean, when it came out, I mean, it was like top. Oh all, yeah, right. People were freaking out. Yeah, yeah. and like. Um, but it's just like, and I remember wave race being so good. Wave race. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's weird cause I never really, I don't know. I don't know what it was. I didn't get, it. I, there was something about the whole, uh, um, I don't know what they were doing with like the shaded. Yeah. It was, thing. It was I like to call it the awkward teenage years of 3d. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah. everything was like very low polygons and like. A very like basic texture maps. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it yeah. Was, yeah. But I guess what they had, like, I mean, what Nintendo's always had is this kind of weird strength in 
in gameplay that's kind of not normal, right? Yeah. Like yeah. With the we like really weird inventions, right? Yeah, yeah. Nintendo has never been one to shy away from innovation. Um, even if they fall flat on their face, like Virtual Boy. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. But like you're right. Like you see it, you know, with the Wii and the motion controls to, you know, the Wii U with the tablet controller and now yeah. to the Switch where it's, you know, an actual handheld that's also a console. But it's, I feel like the Switch is almost yeah. like, like, it's like their time has finally come. Yeah. That all that weird experimentation <laughs> has been like pushed into this actual console that's like yeah. doing crazy well right yeah, now. Yeah, right? it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, I think Nintendo is is really good at kind of uh, it like being accessible. You know what I mean? Like, I think for a lot of people with like the Wii, that was insane. Just how open video gaming became. You know, people's grandparents are playing like Wii Sports and stuff. Yes, like totally. That, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, totally. Yeah. So like, I. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. Um, Nintendo is such a, a fascinating company, and and like you said, you know, a lot of times all this experimentation pays off because um, they're certainly not going anywhere. And I mean, they've dominated the handheld market for decades, right? Now, right, right? right. Like Sony has tried twice now to get into yeah. handhelds, and just I forgot them. about them. Yeah, like, I forgot about PSP. I forgot yeah. about the Vita. Vita like, yeah, you know, so it's crazy and. And you know the, the Switch is actually the first console I've thought in a long time about buying. Like, oh, really? Like the last one I bought was the PS3. Nice. So, um, you know, like there's something interesting about like gaming nowadays where I find, you know, it's almost. I, I don't know if you feel this because I sure. feel like you're way more into video games than I sure. am now. But like, I I'm kind of like I kind of like don't love like needing to turn on the TV and hook up everything and, and mm-hmm. sit on a couch and kind of mm-hmm. dominate the family room mm. or whatever, right? Um, whereas like. Uh, what I like about say like like mobile is that yeah. it's you and the game itself, and yeah. I feel like the Switch is kind of like that, right? Yeah, totally. And like so, you're just lying in bed, you can just pick up the Switch and start going. Yeah, right? for sure. Like, is that the? I mean, like you you still game quite a bit. Right? I do. Yeah, and yeah. Do you feel that way with the Switch or? Um, yeah, except for like not you know more selfish reasons. Like, <laughs> I guess. like I, I want to watch a movie or something, yeah, or yeah. like um, I want something in the background. Yeah, it's it's you're right. Like. And it's funny that you mentioned it. You gave me flashbacks when I was a kid. My mom yelling at me for taking up the TV. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's you're right. Uh, it's definitely opened that up. Um, but I, I, it's something I take advantage of. But you know, something that wasn't imperative for me because I'm you know I, I don't I live alone, so yeah. like I don't really have to bother anyone yeah, yeah, if I yeah, take yeah. the TV for like hours on end. It's but. just more. I think I think it's less. Maybe it's less about the bothering, but sure. more just about the like. Okay. Like here's a good example. Sure. So so uh I own like a whole whack of Blu-ray. Yeah. Right? Which is it like um you know, I was I was a big DVD collector, nice. became a big Blu-ray collector. Um and so there are movies that I have on Blu-ray um but that are all on Netflix now, right? Mm. And and the hassle of of literally walking 3 feet to pull out a disc, open yeah. the thing, put it in the PS3, wait for it to load. Yeah. versus Netflix boom 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 it's yeah. on, right? I almost liken that to like like to play a game, I got to turn on my TV. I got to, yep. I got to sit down. I got to do all this versus like, I mean, I think there's a reason why we're addicted to our phones is because it's sure. so easy yeah. to pick up your phone and start yeah. going. Totally. Right. And I feel like the switch might, I mean, I, I don't, I don't own a switch, so I don't sure. know, but I feel like the switch might have that. Right? Yeah. You know, I hadn't thought about it, but you're, you're a hundred percent right. Like it's just, you know, you press one button and it's on and it's in your hands. So yeah, it definitely actually f- 
fits that mobile format. Yes. Maybe you're onto something there. Brilliant. Yeah. Br- the br- brilliant thoughts by Casey Nintendo. Lee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You just uncovered this massive plot by Nintendo <laughs> yeah, to exactly. make gaming more accessible. Exactly. Um, <laughs> I want to talk to you a little bit about the state of video games. Sure. Um, when it comes to um, how complex they've gotten. Yeah. And how... Uh, for the good or the bad, they've gotten sure. like super complex, super big budget, yeah. super amazing production value. Yeah. While at the same time, it seems like retro gaming, simple gameplay, uh, is and and you know, simple game mechanics seems to be also taking off almost like in parallel. Yeah. Right. Um, I don't know if I have a question more. Just starting a, dis- <laughs> starting a discussion. Yeah. 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 No. Totally. I think you're you're 100 right. I almost see like. The kind of these AAA titles are more aimed at like younger people than us, and I think right. you know what I mean because I think as you get older, the the time you have for video games is less and less. So like in high school and you know in growing up, I was I was playing you know these 120 hour games, right? These like Japanese RPGs that you know you sit through an hour of story and then play for five hours and then you know and it goes on and on and on and and i kind of look at my lifestyle and what i you know in addition to playing video games on youtube and you know working and all this other stuff that i just don't have the time or the energy for that anymore um so like i almost gravitate to you know independent titles and retro games where you know you can just pick up and play and it doesn't matter if you have five minutes or five hours do you think though do you think there is anything like do you think it is just our lifestyle or do yeah. you think also like, you know how um, like say movies uh, you know, like the media in terms of like YouTube and stuff like that, Sure. Um, you know, audiences seem to be, uh, I don't, I don't want to say demanding, but sure. they're, they're almost um, like entertained by a variety of, of quality, not quality, but like, art direction almost so so like they will go and see like the dark knight rises or something like that right but they'll also enjoy like this homemade video on youtube that has just as much potential entertainment value right do you think that is kind of a part of it too in the sense that like like okay yes you will enjoy uh i don't know uh like I don't know. Like this is how out of it I am. Like, <laughs> uh, Half lives or yeah. Hal- halos of the world, you know. Yeah. Um, but you'll also enjoy like, I mean, I I can't even think of indie games. Yeah, it's, like it's Cuphead. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Right, where it's just like it's it's just like an it's a different direction, right? Totally. I almost feel like even animated movies are going that way. Mm-hmm. Like um, latest Spider Man. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. I haven't either, like, and I but want it looks to. so good. Right, it does. Yeah, and I, and I love because do you remember there was a period of time where all CG movies basically look the same. Yeah. You know, every, everything looked like had the same kind of gloss or whatever. Totally. And I feel like with like Lego movie, yeah. uh, like, I didn't realize actually, I'm pretty sure it's, it was the same directors of Lego movie as Spider-Man. Oh, okay. Like Phil Lord, Chris Miller, I think um, where it's like, they're taking um, like, it's almost like we've hit technical prowess. Yeah. And now it's up to us to kind of go in different directions in terms of artistic. Right? Yeah. I remember my buddy telling me a little bit about like in, in painting, right. How, people were painting realistic paintings, but then when photography came out, they had to kind of go in a different art direction. Yeah. Picasso. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So do you think that's happening with video games or it's like, I don't know if we've hit that technical area yet though. Yeah. Games seem to be getting still crazy better. Yeah. Yeah. You, I think I agree with you. I don't think we've hit that technical area. Like you still have that uncanny Valley look to, you know, when you're trying to create something um, that looks like a person. I, I don't know. I think, 
I think it, 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 I see kind of independent games as almost a sort of like counterculture rebellion to AAA titles, right? right? right, right. Like AAA titles, um, not to like lump them all together, but they kind of have a format, right? Like they're usually like massive open world. They're, you know, hundreds of hours of gameplay. There's DLC. There's, you know what I mean? Like there's all these kind of things. Um, and, you know, some would argue that, you know, microtransactions and DLC has kind of warped what gaming is. And I, I don't really have a stance on that because I, I kind of see both sides of sure. that argument. But I almost think like independent games is, is kind of counterculture to that being like, no, like, you know, games don't have to be massive and they don't have to be open world and they don't have to, you know, be... Uh, this kind of triple a title mold where everything's hyper realistic and yeah, it's like yeah, oh yeah, my yeah. god the graphics and and like hired actors and totally and all this stuff, right like it's it's really like i mean it's audiences are audiences are saying basically like you know what a good game is a good game yeah it doesn't have to have these these check marks or whatever right yeah which again is kind of like movies right it's totally. like when it, when indie movies start to, to surge and start winning oscars and all this stuff like that right um have you seen indie game i have yeah, yeah that was that was I just, and the more you talk about independent games, it's like, yeah. that was like, it's, it's crazy to think like, did you end up playing any of those games? I did. Yeah. 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 Fez is a really amazing Did you play game. that before you saw the movie? I did. Or? Yeah. 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 So when you saw the movie, was that pretty like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. It's, right? It was, it's pretty nuts. Yeah. You know what? I think it's, it's awesome because I think it's, you know, counterculture in terms of its technical specs and, and how you build a game and, and kind of the gameplay mechanics, but also right. I think the kinds of stories you tell, right? Um, not to, you know, go on a kind of rant on diversity in gaming Again, and stuff rant like away. that. Yeah. Rant away. This is what it's about. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like there's, there's plenty of AAA titles where it's a, you know, macho, you know, white, brown haired dude as totally. the, as a lead right and i think independent games you know that kind of making them more accessible has been really cool because you get a lot of voices so you know i was playing um a game the other day and i'm completely blanking on it <laughs> um this feels really bad because it's a really awesome game but it's basically give a vague description of it yeah i can give a vague description of it um so basically it was like gundam wing um okay. but like kind of like a visual novel kind of like text-based like you know, kind of one of those like dating sim kind of games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it was with an entire gay cast of characters. Okay. Um, all the relationships were gay relationships and, and that was really cool and like not something you would typically totally. see in a triple A. Do you know do you title. know if the creators were themselves gay or Yes. Yeah. 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 So yes. they were really like kind of putting their voice into yeah, the game all and... yeah, I believe it was it was built by an all all women team. Um, oh crazy who were, who are gay. Um yeah. which is awesome, right? And like I think there's a lot of independent games that kind of, you know, give marginalized peoples or people who haven't had a voice traditionally in the game industry an outlet and the ability to create something that they're passionate about. Um, and I think that's also why, you know, you get people who are super into independent games is because there's, there's, you know, something that represents them or something that they can, they can resonate with that isn't just a white dude saving the day. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of a sad revelation a little bit that, yeah. I mean, how prevalent, you know, uh, minorities are not represented because like you think, I, I always think about like video games, kind of nerd culture, geek yeah. culture, you kind of think like, oh, that's a nice place where you know, people feel accepted and stuff like that, yeah. but it's still not really quite, you know, that yeah, way. Or it can be incredibly toxic at times. Um, I think it's like anything though. Right. And I think it's also, it's, it's tricky, right? Cause you know, growing up, 
it, it wasn't cool to like this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? totally. Like yeah, I, totally. I definitely wasn't cool in grade school and high school because I loved video games so much. And I think there's, there's, you know, there's a, there's a people kind of, develop ownership of something and so you know even if people like you know women or you know lgbtqa have been around in that space but haven't necessarily been noticed in that space and now that you know the internet anyone can on that platform right yeah. so like i think the internet just kind of shows people who always existed in this yeah yeah, yeah, yeah in yeah. this kind of um community or this kind of niche but didn't necessarily have a voice before and so you know people who grew up with it and have this ownership kind of see it as an invasion as misguided as that is and so they kind of do some really you know not so nice things Um, not to justify their actions by any means because it's still a really crappy thing to do to people and some of the harassment and stuff like that that's happened in the games industry is insane but um yeah it's it's uh, it's crazy because i don't really know about that like where yeah. where where is that how I, I mean are you are you reading stories about it like, uh, yeah or like yeah yeah you know what i mean like I, I so i fluctuate between being in the know and being not in the know yeah, yeah okay. um so i i won't try and speak um intelligently on it but yeah there's been like a few kind of high profile things something called gamergate which was um about a, a female games reporter who I, I don't even remember where it started, but it ended up with, you know, um, a bunch of white dudes on the internet being incredibly, um, terrible to her under the guise of ethics and journalism. Um, so yeah, there's, there's been, you know I mean? I think female gamers and, and LGBT, LGBTQA, um, gamers kind of face stuff online as well. Right. Like, you know, I, I certainly had a fair share of, you know, 13 year old, boys calling me gay or something like yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. online and online matches. But yeah, it's, it's, um, you know, you see it in the comic center. So a lot of kind of geek culture that there, there is this kind of group that, um, isn't necessarily it's still kind of like outcast, like even, yeah. like even within that subgroup of like people already. Right. Like, yeah. I remember, I remember watching, um, some stuff about Comic-Con Yeah, and, um, I, I remember the thing that was so heartwarming about Comic-Con is that, that these people talk about like, you know, 364 days of the year, they're kind of sheltered. They're yeah. kind of, you know, they can't be who they really want to be. Sure. And that one day of the year, they're like, I can really be who I want to yeah. be. So it's kind of sad if, if even within that group, yeah. you know, there's even a, there's even a. Yeah, I know. would. Yeah. I, I would say like, yeah, there's, it's, there are plenty, as many people are that are, you know, not great. Um, there's people like you're benching, you know, who are inclusive and who feel, um, kind of accepting it's it's like any community i think really you have people who are awesome and people who are not so awesome and um we kind of have to do our best to you know make the the awesome people louder than the not so awesome people definitely and i think that you know independent games play a part in that yeah it's uh, that's my like i that's (laughs) mind-blowing thinking about indie games like that yeah i've never even saw that angle at all yeah you know so it's it's really mind-blowing uh very insightful okay Let's take a break. Sure. Uh, We're going to do some unpaid advertisements. Nice. All right. And now a segment we call unpaid advertisements. If you guys don't know the routine, basically I am a small independent podcaster who has no sponsors, even though I host on a platform called Anchor FM that does pair podcasters with 
sponsors. Uh, it's unfortunately not available in Canada right now, unless I haven't checked recently. But anyways, long story short, to make this podcast sound a little bit more legitimate than uh, it may or may not be, <laughs> uh, I decided to do some uh, unpaid advertisements. So I'm not being paid to say these, but these are just some products and services and whatever I want to want to promote. So the first thing I want to promote um, is something that I think we in common uh, are excited about. Sure. Okay. So we, um, Jason is into filmmaking. I'm into filmmaking. We're into tech. We're into a lot of stuff like that. And one of the biggest things that both me and him have promoted in the last week or, or week or two, uh, Jason made a do it yourself video. I made a do it yourself video. And something we both promoted was the idea that great video production needs great audio. Uh You definitely need good audio. And the problem with audio is one, it usually gets overlooked. And two, anything film gear related is 100%, uh, not 100%, that's a complete false statement. It's majority, uh, I don't even know how to speak English anymore. It's it's very expensive. Lots of stuff is very expensive. It all adds up. There is a industry standard shotgun microphone, the Sennheiser MKH416 or something like that. It's $1,000 American, I think I could be wrong about that. Just for the shotgun mic, it's like so expensive. Um, you know, there's like recorders that are so expensive, whatever. In every industry, every now and then, there's a company that comes along that makes something that's better than the standard and a lot cheaper than the standard. And that has happened in video production, audio for video production. Uh, it is a company called Deity Microphones or Deity Microphones. Have you heard of these guys? I literally just watched a video today because yeah. I'm like, thinking about up, up in gear again. Yeah. And they mentioned Deity being like unreal. It's so crazy. So yeah. so Deity Microphones, they they were actually um, a small group um, underneath this company called Aperture. So Aperture makes lights and, mm-hmm. and, and, and microphones and all this stuff like that. And they made one microphone called the... Aperture Deity microphone. And it was a competitor to this other mic that I mentioned. And it did pretty well. It wasn't it wasn't perfect, but it was a lot cheaper. And from the success of that, they spun off this entire separate company called Deity Microphones. Um, so they are killing it now. Um, especially for independent filmmakers or YouTubers or small small people. Um, you know, you have uh Rode has been leading like on-camera microphones. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rode has this video mic pro plus, which is really great. Deity comes out with this thing called the, uh, V three D mic or whatever. Yeah. I really want to buy one. I do too. And it's like a hundred or less hundred dollars or uh, more or less. Yeah. And, and we're talking about microphones that are $300. So it's like a third of the price yeah. and apparently way better. Yeah. And not to mention that you can take it off and use it as a regular shotgun mic. They have a lavalier microphone. That's really good called the V lav. They have a wireless system coming out. They have all this stuff. They're totally killing it. Um, and, and there are really, they seem like a really friendly group of people. Like, have you watched like their, their no, their I haven't. Yeah. I haven't. So it's crazy. Like, it seems like a really friendly guy. Um, you know, they're they're pretty responsive on YouTube. If you commented to them and you like their stuff, they they they're really seeing themselves as this like small little startup, but they're destroying it. It's it's so good. So if you're into any kind of video production or audio production, check out Deity Microphones. It's deitymic.com. D e i t y m i c dot com. Uh, you will not regret it. All right, a bit of shift in our unpaid advertisements. Uh, I need to make a bigger list of unpaid advertisements because I'm running out of stuff already and it's only episode three. Um, My entire business career runs on a couple of key applications. Um, There's things like Google Calendar that I cannot live without. My entire life is planned through Google Calendar. Um, But when it comes to keeping track of stuff, project management, 
Um, I stumbled upon, I didn't stumble upon, someone introduced it to me. Um, one of the best product management project management apps, in my opinion. And there's so many out there and there's so many that have come up since then. Everybody has their favorite, but my favorite is Trello. Uh, so tech, tre- tre- check it out. T-R-E-L-L-O.com. This is a project management. It uses something called a Kanban board where you're basically, think of it as a bunch of columns and you have a bunch of tasks and you can move those tasks around. It's one of those apps that you can learn super quickly, but then after you kind of scratch, not scratch the surface, what's the word? You dig underneath the, I don't know. Yeah, scratch the surface. Scratch the surface. Dig underneath the surface. (laughs) After you scratch the surface, you go dig deeper. uh, You realize there's so much extra functionality. There's so much stuff. Now, here is my argument, though, as to why Trello is the best. Mm. Because again, I mean, have you have you used Trello? Yeah, I love Trello. You you still use it today? I do, yeah. Yeah, okay, good. Okay, so so I don't have to explain it to you. No, you don't. I love it. So there's Asana. There is Monday now. Yeah. I don't know if you checked out Monday. Have you I haven't checked I've it, but I, yeah. I see their commercials on YouTube. There all the are time. all these like I don't know. All, there's a um, Basecamp. Basecamp. Uh, what's Atlassian's one? Um, oh, I can't remember. It's some big. Yeah, it's a really common one. Yeah. Um, anyways, my okay. My big thing about project management and figuring out what you need to do is all about um, kind of having a very narrow view on just the most important stuff. Like if I'm going to sit down to do work today, I don't care about the 50 things that I have on my list. I just need to focus on the top three. And I do not know if this is by design or just by happy accident, but I love that Trello's cards are so big, you know? And even if you type like three lines of description, it's pretty big card. <laughs> yeah, it is. And really at the top of your list, you maybe can only see four or five things at once. Yeah. And I love that. When I look at other project management things, you have like, you can see maybe 40 of your tasks all lined up and like, I don't want to deal with all that. I just want to deal with the most important stuff. Totally. Trello.com. Use it to manage your life. Use it to manage your projects. Use use it to manage everything. Wow. That was like, that was an, that was a real ad. You know know what's funny? I'm I'm so influenced by Conan O'Brien right now. Are you listening to his podcast right now? No, I have to. Okay, Conan O'Brien's podcast. I'm pretty sure I'm completely ripping off his tone there. I'm listening to it nonstop right now. So it's actually the podcast that inspired this one. Oh, wow. It's the main reason I like kind of started thinking about it. Nice. All right. Check it out. Trello.com. T-R-E-L-L-O.com. We do not have any promo codes. Check it out. And we are back here talking to Jason Connell, a man of many talents and Mm. trades and all that stuff. There is a huge side of you that we haven't even talked about, your whole marketing side. Yeah. uh, Your involvement with... Okay, so here's the funny part. Yeah. I was going to say your involvement with F Up Nights. Yeah. Okay. Not because we don't swear on this podcast. We definitely swear a lot on this podcast. Okay. It's so just not part of my natural vocabulary. (laughs) I just don't swear in my day-to-day life. Yeah. Um, Lots of stuff with F Up Nights. There's so much I want to talk about. And, And one thing I'm learning in this podcast is I have all these notes prepared. And I get through maybe about two or three of my questions. And that's, I think that's cool. I think that's fine. I think I, I, I did some um, listening to the first episode and I realized that I just got to let the conversation flow. Let yeah. it go. All right. I really do, though, want to talk about No Pain, No Game. Okay. So for those who don't know, this is a YouTube channel that Jason runs. Mm-hmm. Uh, with uh, We were talking about in the beginning, Jason yeah. Jiu-Jitsu, uh, your, your partner, Dr. Tiger, Tiger and yeah. your other partner, Shane. Shane. Yeah. Right. So, okay. Where did this idea come from? And yeah. was it all three of you guys who figured this out? Yeah. So that's a really, really good question. So, yeah. Um, it, so it was originally my idea. Um, I kind of was getting more interested in video and, and YouTube and kind 
kind of wanted to know how it all worked. Um, I had started watching, you know, Let's Players and and kind of people on Twitch and stuff. And, and you know, I'd kind of had uh, some time apart from video gaming, to be honest. Like, I'd played a, a bit over the years, but not, I wasn't really, I didn't consider myself a gamer. Um, but I was kind of like, you know, I watching people play video games again has kind of reignited my passion. Okay, so. let's let's stop there. Sure. Where? Okay, this is something that I'm going to sound like an like an old man. Yeah. What is the fascination in watching other people play video games? I yeah, I know, I feel you, man. Because I remember when Twitch started becoming a thing, yes. and I was just like watching people play video games. So dumb, <laughs> so dumb. I'll just right. just play a game, and I don't think it's about the video games as much as it is the people playing them. Fair enough. Fair so enough. So like you tune in for the personality, right? So like some of my favorite let's players, they're actually more comedians than they are video game okay, players. Okay. Yeah, like, yeah. 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 It, the video game is almost just a backdrop to their comedy. Yeah. Like, a lot some of them are just terrible at games like you're not going to watch them to <laughs> see some sort of sick play um but they're just supremely funny right right right, and right so right. i that's uh, that's i think what kind of opened the door for me yep. was that comedy um and uh yeah so that kind of got me into it and and wanting to do something um but being a marketer i i knew that you know let's plays and, and kind of gaming on youtube is is a very saturated market you right know, they're there's thousands, if not millions of people recording themselves play games. And so I thought, you know, what's, what's my contribution to this? You know, how can I make my mark? How can I create something that's unique or unique ish, um, or just, you know, has my own voice to it. And so, um, there's a show, it's, it's a Japanese show, um, called downtown Gaki. Um, and so they do their, it's a comedian duo with two, uh, like another comedian duo. So it's two comedic duos who have kind of come together on this thing. And they, they do, uh, something called a Batsu, which is punishment in Japanese. It's a, they call it a Batsu game. And so their version is, um, they basically, uh, they go to a place, they reenact a profession. So sometimes they're police officers, they've been nurses, teachers all this stuff and so um the rules of the game is they have to kind of do this profession for 24 hours and they can't laugh okay and so anytime they laugh they get punished usually they get whipped on the butt with like a a bamboo you know training sword like live while they're there yeah yeah so basically they go through this kind of these reenactments of the job and everything is designed to try and make them laugh. Right. And if they laugh, they get whipped. So sorry, are they, are they literally like, let's say they yeah. have to be a policeman. Yeah. I mean, are they going to a real police station? No, or? no. Okay, it's, okay. it's, it's all set. Like okay, it's TV. Okay, okay. Yeah, 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 so yeah, 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 yeah. it's all recreated and all the circumstances they find themselves in are all recreated. Like, right. Are just, are made for the show. Right. 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 Designed sp- explicitly to make them laugh. And so when they laugh, they get, punished okay and so i loved that and i thought always thought it was funny and and so i thought well why not kind of you know take that punishment though that kind of physical comedy and and kind of put it with games and so that's you know how no pain no game started was you know let's play video games and then make the loser do something awful so it's crazy because like yeah did you actually like i mean when you had the idea yeah 
I mean, did you go through that conscious thought process of like, I need to be unique? I need yeah. to think what I, okay. I did, yeah. So like, I, I, we've, we kind of went into, it's always been about learning and having fun. It's never been yeah, about right. kind of exploding and being super successful. But at the same time, I, I wasn't really interested in toiling in obscurity. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I want some sort of There's marginal. some potential at least. Totally. That it could go, right? Totally. And at, at least be entertaining, right? And so, you know, I thought me just playing video games is is it might be entertaining it might be not but it's not how do i kind of give it my voice how do i you know explicitly create something that's like you know what that's that's a real jason move you yeah, know what yeah, i mean yeah, 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 yeah. so yeah that that's kind of that was my thought process and and you know i kind of melded together you know people love let's players and video games and watching people video games but people also love people getting hurt in a comedic <laughs> way not nothing serious right but like you know that's why on america's funniest home videos guaranteed everyone there was always a video where someone gets hit hit in the nuts right, right? right. like no, that's the thing it's always without, like, yeah, without yeah, fail yeah, yeah, because totally, it's totally. funny yeah um so yeah that's that's kind of what came it together and so um anton aka dr tiger uh, i've known for years okay. um since high school um he's actually the reason i ended up in ottawa i moved to ottawa with him okay where did uh, you guys grow up uh peterborough Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, no, no. I've only been, well, I mean, only. Quartha Dairy fan? Yeah, totally. Okay, that's crazy. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, I'd known Anton for a really long time, and we'd always been really good at making each other laugh and, yeah. and just having dumb in-jokes. And so I knew the chemistry was there. And so um, he had moved out to Halifax. Um, he had moved back to Ottawa recently. And I said, hey, I got a crazy idea do you want to do it? And he's, so, th- so this is really your brainchild. Yeah. Though. Okay. So, so the origin was really from you. Yeah, it was, but you know, where it's, where it's come and where it started, I think, you know, we, I, as much as it was my idea, Anton and Shane have influenced the show. Of course. In yeah. I mean, so many ways for the better. So yeah, it yeah. really has become all of ours. Yep. Um, but yeah, yeah. It, it kind of originated with me. And, and so I reached out to Anton and he said, yeah. And then, um, Shane, we had known for a really long time too. He's from Peterborough as well. Okay, yeah, um, yeah. and so, um, we kind of, the original thought was, you know what, maybe the referee will just be a different person each time. It'll be a guest. Um, and so Shane was kind of the first person we asked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he came on and he was hilarious and um, chaotic and wild card. And, uh, we so is, can- that, is that... At yeah. this point, is Shane the official referee? Yeah, now? definitely. Like, there's no, definitely. New, no like, guests yeah. or anything like that? Yeah, or? yeah. Well, so we still have, you know, other friends of ours come on. Um, kind of our unofficial second get, uh, referee is my friend Tim. Um, but Tim is a really busy dude, so he can't always get out. Um, so, yeah, we, he, he's kind of our, our unofficial. Well, I, I shouldn't say that. He's our official fourth <laughs> member. Yeah, he's just, you know, isn't always around. But, yeah, so Shane was really going to be, like, a one-time thing. And then he we just kind of, like, no, like, he's actually a really cool part of the show. And so we kind of dropped that bit example of how they kind of influenced the show. Um, and so, yeah, we've been, we've been doing it for, um, a fair amount of time now. Well, this, this is the other thing I want to ask you because like my hat has to go off to you guys for, for producing as much as you produce. Like, um, I, I have to ask you about this because, uh, so, you know, you guys have, you know, 50, 60 subscribers. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, which in YouTube world is not a no, ton. nothing. Yeah. Right? Um, and, you know, your views are, are you know, not the yeah, highest at this point, right? For sure. But you guys, produ- you put 150 videos. Yeah. 
since September 7th. Like, I, I used to have a friend who him and his, his girlfriend, I think wife now. Sure. They did a daily vlog for like two years. And again, it's like the traction is, it's it's tough to get. Yeah, right? it is. So, I mean, I, I, my hat has to go off to you because like, yeah. there's so many projects I've tried. Okay. Like, you can go to my YouTube channel. Sure. There's a series called Casey Listens to Music. Yeah. And it's three episodes and done. Nice. There's one called Code Room. Okay. It's 15 episodes and then done. Yeah. There's so many things. And so, where does that dedication or motivation sure. to keep going? Sure. Like, is it, is, I mean, I have to believe that there's a part of that that's just because you guys are having such a good time. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's it's a few things. One is, yeah, we have a great time. I, and it's also a reason to hang out with each other, right? Like, you know, Shane and I are, are cool. Like, we're single dudes, so we don't have a lot of responsibility. But Anton's married with kids, right? And he has two small children who I he wants to be part of their lives, which is, you know, he's a great dad. So Which is would, respectable. Totally, right? <laughs> and I get yeah. that. But at the same time, it's not conducive to hang out with me and being an idiot, right? So, um, yeah, I think part of is that you know we genuinely have a good time every week we have a good time coming up with the punishments and what games we're going to play and and kind of you know the creative aspects um i think it's a really great creative outlet for me it's something where i learn every week and i think that's part of it too um but i think it also it boils down is is we recognize that it's kind of one of these things that if you want to be successful, you just toil away in obscurity and grind until it's not, you know what I mean? Like there's not really as much as people will try and sell you a playbook. There's not a five step process to exploding on YouTube, right? Yeah. You know, uh, some of my favorite let's players and some or comedians or YouTube, YouTube people, sorry, have been people who have been on the platform for, you know, two to three years. And now all of a sudden they've made it. You, yep. you know what I mean? So and their, their advice is always what you're saying right now, which is like, you, you, you can't really just do it for the explosive viral or yeah. whatever. You got to do it. And I think, I think attaching yourself to something that you actually enjoy and love doing anyways yeah. is probably the way to do that. Totally. Right? Which you've seen, you, you found. Because again, is it, is it weekly? Yeah. So yeah, we, um, so we used to do three episodes a week. Um, that, crazy. that was insane. So we've actually dropped down to one a week now, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, just because I was getting burnt out and, um, it, it's funny, right? Because you, you're, you have so many thoughts and instincts, right? And so my instinct was, okay, we got to put out as much content as we possibly can. Um, and so, you know, we did three episodes a week, which was insane. Um, and since dropping down to one episode per week, which is it's only been three weeks. I have already seen our episodes perform way better than really any. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So like it, views are important, but what's more important on YouTube is actually watch time. So how many right. people yeah, are watching yeah, 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 yeah. and I look at the watch time for our single episodes and the watch time for the series. And it is like between like 60 to like 80% more on the single episodes. Right. And I think that's because, um, for, for one, we have more time on the single episodes, so they're better produced. Um, there's less dead air because um, we can take the time to edit and say, oh, like we weren't entertaining for this, you know, two minutes. It's out. Like we don't need it. Okay, right. Okay. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. those single episodes are more, excuse me, cut down. So we film, you know, 40 minutes to an hour and we put out 15. Right. And so those 15 minutes are it's really just, it's just good. The good stuff. Right? Totally. It's the really awesome jokes that land the really funny moments. And so, um, you know, I have more time to edit it and put in these kind of like post-production jokes and yeah, animations, totally, totally. but we also have, you know, kind of a highlight reel of the, of the, 
the the kind of the recording session, which is kind of optimized to be entertaining. Yeah, yeah. No, that's 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 interesting. So sorry, that's a, that's a pretty new thing for you. It guys. is. Yeah, three weeks. Okay, yeah. I, I got to check that out. I, yeah. haven't, I haven't seen I haven't seen those. So so that's great. So I'm curious. So you mentioned at one point how much time you actually spend on yeah. this a week. So how, what's the number again? Yeah. So when we were doing three episodes, it's dropped since okay. we because okay. it had to. But when we were doing three episodes a week, it was twenty hours. Okay, Tw- twenty hours a week. Yeah, between filming, editing, and doing promotion for that as oh well, God. right? Because you gotta, you can't just make it. You have to promote it. So that was, you know, Instagram posts and Reddit posts. And wow, ask. I didn't know you were doing that. Well, I mean, you're yeah. a marketer, so yeah. I mean, I guess you naturally you're gonna do that. Totally, right? yeah. And so it was kind of producing, you know, uh, a video, a trailer for Instagram of the episode, or you know, a cover, or you know creating awesome thumbnails so yeah it's probably dropped i don't know it's too new to know give you a number but um it's probably dropped a fair amount but yeah. it's, it's still yeah a good chunk of change so i'm, I'm curious yeah. like what is your guys creative process to sure. make this yeah uh chaotic that we're trying to kind of standardize i mean we none of us have an entertainment or a comedy or like television or video production background, right? Like I'm a marketer and a graphic designer, you know, Shane and Anton, um, are, are kind of like typical business peeps, right? Like they don't, we didn't really have this, you know, experience of being in a writer's room or something. Right. And so, um, yeah like how pre-planned are the episodes yeah so we're we're starting to plan a lot more Uh, historically it was like okay what are we playing what's the punishment done yeah like like on the day like right before you hit uh, no no we would usually like a week in advance okay if we had to get the game or if we had to get stuff to build uh you know for production um we'd have a bit of time now what we're starting to do is like okay what's the game what's the punishment you know what's the intro gonna be what are some jokes that we want to hit we're starting to kind of plan it a little bit more right um because i mean none of us are improvisers as well right so like there's been times in previous episodes where you know it's kind of flatlined a little bit just because none of us knows what to say but you you know what though i i I actually have this written down sure that's something i want to ask you because um so, uh, like, I think the thing I, I actually enjoy about your show, sure. and again, I've only watched a couple episodes, but what I enjoy is that I I do like that it doesn't sound like you guys are like like trying too hard, yeah, you know, in the bad way. Like when you yep. try to like like you guys just do your thing, yep. and things happen, right? Yeah. Like I I always talk to you about I, I've talked to you about this like several times now, but the Mega Man helmet thing, yeah. I love that you didn't really draw attention to it, yeah. and you're just talking with this big really big helmet, and you're yeah. totally straight about it, yeah, you know. And then it's just like this is there, there's something inherently really funny about yeah. this, you know? Yeah. So I think what we do, and I think. something I've learned because not only am I learning like video production and stuff, I'm also learning a lot about comedy, right? Because like I would consider us a comedy a comedy series, right? Like as much as you're watching for the video games, you're watching us to get hurt and make funny jokes, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. and so, you know, I'd always kind of, I always thought I was a little bit funny, but like, I never really considered myself like the class clown or the funny person. Right. And so, yeah, it, it was kind of learning about comedy. And so one thing I learned about comedy is that, um, I think you kind of have to focus, you kind of have to tell jokes and try and if you're with someone do things that you know will make the other person laugh not things that you think are funny if that makes sense so a lot of the time our really phony moments are just trying to make each other laugh right 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 right. like (laughs) i think of someone like 
really, really funny moments. Like I, one of my favorite things. Um, so we did an episode. It was like a ra- kind of a retro racing kind of game. And so um, Shane and Anton are, are super are, are big car fans. I'm not a car guy at all. And so in the middle of the episode, they just start going off on this car rants. So I make like a joke, sly joke, like, oh, you know, welcome to car talk as if it's like another <laughs> yeah, show. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so Anton goes, yeah, we're going to, you know, figure teach you how to fix your tranny and so another another thing is i like making anton look like the bad guy because he's like one of the sweetest nicest dudes i know nicer than me if you can believe it so he he says oh we're gonna you know show you how to change your tranny and i was like dude you can't say that anymore (laughs) thinking that he's saying a derogatory term about a gender identity right and he's just like no, no, that's not. And I'm like, you're trying to take it back. And he's just, you know what I mean? Like putting the words in his mouth and you know, Shane is dying. I'm dying. Anton thinks it's funny, but is kind of flustered a bit because he doesn't want to look like he's, you know, transphobic. But those are the kind of the moments that uh, at least I, I, and kind of other people I've talked to are the really funny moments. But like, that's funny though. Cause like, it's so funny that you're bringing this up because honestly, this is, this is, this is a question I have on, on my, on my, on my list here. Sure. And I was talking to Tim about this today and how like there's some, some weird barrier I have between um, parts of my natural self sure. and my professional life. Sure. And when I talk about my professional life, I even mean personal projects like this. Yeah. And one of the toughest things I find is I, for some reason, cannot think about comedy yeah. when it goes into, and I don't, I don't, I don't mean I'm explicitly blocking it. I don't mean sure. I'm like, I'm like, there's no way I'm putting something funny in my video. Yeah. It's just my mind never goes there. Yeah. Right. And you seem to like really like, I mean, that last video that you <laughs> released on LinkedIn, yeah. 2000 views or something like yeah. that. Right. I mean, like, has that always been like, like, are you consciously like I I'm, I'm a comedy is a strength of mine and yeah. I want to put that into my work. Yeah. Um, historically, no. Um, historically you might not be able to tell, but I'm, I'm very, um, I'm not incredibly extroverted. I'm I'm an introvert at heart. And so growing up, I never wanted to be the center of attention. So I I never dared to be funny. Um, And I think, I know as I got older, I got less embarrassed. um, And I kind of became a little more rebellious, a little more counterculture. And so uh, one thing I think I kind of noticed early on is that like, there's always an elephant in the room. And if even though no one's acknowledging it, everyone knows it exists yeah. and everyone kind of wants to talk about it. Yeah. So like that green screen video, remember when I was talking about the film equipment? Yeah. That's yeah. the one you're talking about, right? Uh, no, no, no. I, oh. well, I mean, I was talking about the greatest hits thing. Right. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, well, in the case of the the green screen run, right? Like I, I start the video up and I'm like, Oh wait, these are usually done in cars. Yeah. And so, because I see so many videos on LinkedIn where people are in their cars, just talking <laughs> yeah. with headphones. And so I switched the green screen to, <laughs> this like stock image of interior car and headphones. Um, and I like, I like making those jokes and then that kind of observational humor and, and pointing things out. Cause I, I feel like people want to, but they just don't feel like yeah. they can. And well, that's, that, I, I do find that funny. I, I find yeah. like in my daily life, what people laugh at the most yeah. is just being honest. Yeah. You know, being like saying what's on your mind because yeah. most people are not saying what's on their no. mind. Right. So yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's interesting. So like, so you, you do view no pain, no gain yeah. as more of a, 
a comedy show I than do. a video game show? I do, yeah. yeah. Because, I mean, like, I, I suck at video games now. I used to be really good, <laughs> but I'm terrible. And I think it's also hard to commentate and play at the same time. Like, yeah. w- we play off camera and we're awesome. But right. then, you know, you get the cameras and the lights and you have to, oh, like, I have to keep this train going. Yep. You kind of have to split your attention with which helps. So like, no, like I don't think anyone's going to watch our show to like see some sort of amazing gameplay because <laughs> yeah. they're not going to. And so I think our strength is, is comedy, right? Like we play some pretty cool games that, you know, maybe people love or they haven't seen before, but ultimately, you know, they want to see us make jokes and, and do stupid things. Like, um, we did a, like, a, a paranormal, paranormal activity did a, a VR game. Yep. And so we played that for Halloween in 2018 and, you know, we made the loser dress up like Carrie and they got dumped on with a bunch of fake blood, <laughs> right? Like we just kind of do silly stuff. And I think that's where our value is. And so, yeah, as much as we are let's players and as much as we love video games and that's what the show kind of is the central concept. Um, I kind of view us as a comedy show more, more than anything. That's, that's really, that's really interesting. I'd yeah. Say. Um, we're, we're kind of running out of time here, sure. uh, but I want to ask you one question. Um, we've been talking a lot about this and, and no pain, no game is yeah. you're, you're playing video games. You're getting punished. Yeah. Is there any punishment that you had to do that you regret? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, you didn't even have to finish your sentence because I already <laughs> know the one. So we've done some pretty stupid things on the show, like, and painful things. Um, the worst thing we ever did, though, is, um, it was for a game called Thief Town, um, which was kind of this, like, Western game. Um, and so Shane, um, in his infinite wisdom, um, ordered off the internet this thing called the toe of satan and so the toe of satan is like uh like four inch like law like big lollipop made with ghost peppers okay and so it's nine million scovilles and to put that into perspective a jalapeno is nine thousand scovilles so like what what does i'm assuming you watch hot ones yeah how how high do they get on that show like two million and you're this is nine yeah oh my god yeah so the um the so we, I'd never encountered anything like that in my life. And so thank God I had the foresight to be like, Hey, like maybe I should get some ice cream. Um, <laughs> cause I, and I asked Anton, I was like, yo, yo, you want me to pick you up some ice cream? He's like, no, no, it'll be fine. And so I did anyways, just cause I was, I had a feeling. And so yeah, the toasting was awful. It was, we had to stop filming like R- really? halfway through the episode. We had to stop filming oh the ice cream. So like you, you lost, we both lost. We both oh. had to, Oh yeah. So basically we we're doing, it, the kind of the format was whoever lost the round had to put it in their oh, mouth okay, okay, okay. and then they had to keep it in their mouth until they won a round. Right, 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 right. Which totally didn't happen because we greatly underestimated the pain. Um, so it was like a full hour before I didn't feel like crap. So like, did you stop filming and then we the did episode stop. just ends there? Yeah, or? yeah. So we cut. So what happened was we cut halfway through our film time. We took like a 20 minute break where we ate ice cream and then we came back and we played for five minutes and we're just like, we're done. Like we had to, (laughs) that's the only episode we've ever tapped out of. And that's something that was just awful. Like it was legitimately awful. Do you, do you fear that, that, I mean, I mean, I can only assume you guys have to keep upping the punishment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, in terms of like spice punishment, we've done a bit here and here and there, and it's still been really. Well, there was a pizza thing. Yeah, exactly. That was with ghost peppers. wasn't as nearly as bad, but still pretty bad. Um, But yeah, it's interesting. I think that's why we almost like shift around the punishments just so that we don't 
build it up too high and then you know someone loses yeah. an arm you or like, like ice cream challenges in between yeah <laughs> palate cleanser challenges yeah totally yeah, so yeah, no, yeah. That's, that's crazy yeah listen jason uh it has been an absolute pleasure talking oh, thank to you, you so much. i i you know got really excited <laughs> when i started watching your channel and realizing there's this whole untapped video game conversation we should be having yeah um but also i mean there's just so much about you that um you know this is becoming a running theme now where i'm running out of time talking to these people <laughs> um obviously would love to have you back on the yeah, show at some to. point um so the channel is no pain no game yeah. people can go on youtube yeah look it up um i i have to admit when you look up no pain no game a lot of other stuff comes up yeah because it's an anime song that we totally know about oh really we, okay, yeah, yeah okay. when we started so do no pain no game Search yeah. a video game with it. No pain, no game. Mega Man. No pain, no game. Yeah, yeah. Or you can find us on Instagram at, as well. Uh, game time, pain time. Game time, pain time yeah. on Instagram. Uh, definitely check out the channel. Subscribe. Give Jason and his team definitely give them some love. Um, this has been again an absolute pleasure talking to you. Um, there's just there's so much that I didn't even see coming that was like really insightful. And, <laughs> I'm, and really I'm great. glad. Thank you. So uh, very glad to have you on the show. Um, I'm. Uh, I don't know. Is there anything else in terms of finding no pain, no gain that no. you want to, you want to promote? No, no, that's great. Yeah. Okay. Uh, by all means, check it out and let us know what you think. It's, it's been an iterative process on what we've done and, and we just keep on becoming bigger and better and we'd love people to help us out with that. Awesome. Yeah. All right. If you guys have any questions, comments, or concerns, I used to say that all the time on our old podcast, and we don't know why we were we said the word concerns. Like who's going <laughs> like to get helpline? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, you can email me at my personal email address, casey.lee at gmail.com. That's C-A-S-E-Y dot L-I at gmail.com. You can also visit uh, my website, www.caseylee.com slash podcast. Every time I do a www, I can't say it properly. It's just mm. triple W. How about that? Triple W.caseylee.com slash podcast. Casey Talks to People is currently hosted on anchor.fm and is distributed to all your favorite platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Spotify, or anything else that you use to download podcasts. It is a Friday night. It's been a long day. I'm going to wrap up this podcast. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Stay tuned for future episodes. We've got a lot of great guests coming up. I guess that's it. Thank you. Thank you.